Good morning, friends. I'm so uh, sorry that I am late today, and I guess this confirms for me why I need to stop doing timed lives because um, the explosions at uh, my house lately, um, well, this is not my house, but you know what I mean, where I live currently, um, they're just like more and more frequent. They're, it, we're just getting a lot of pushback, and I don't know if that's like from school or just uh, sometimes you have to be really uh, careful with like how you communicate with Jack. Um, and really, he has a lot of quirks, right? So that comes with uh, special needs. And when one of those things, like I will give you an example. I don't know what happened upstairs because I wasn't there while this was happening, but I certainly could not go live. <laughs> um, but one of the things is uh, like he has to let the dogs out in the morning. If you let them out, I mean, it is just a mess for I mean, it can't even be close to an hour. So, I mean, it's just one of these things. So, um, where just a meltdown, right? So, uh, I actually did let the dogs out this morning because I was the first one up and Jack snuck up and watched me and I was just waiting for it to happen. Um, and it didn't this morning, but that was just a blessing from God, I think, because holy moly, <laughs> like it could have been a bad a, just a bad environment, you know, like it could have just started this, uh, just this extreme rage behavior. So, and this is what I'm going to talk about today is, uh, you know, what we can do instead of, um, punishment or corporal punishment. And I'm going to start with a quote from Dr. Ross Green, my buddy that I just love to talk about all the time. I think he's brilliant and amazing. Uh, so he says that good parenting means we are responsive to the hand we have been dealt. Okay. If your child is not doing well or meeting an expectation, it is our job to figure out why. And when I heard him say that, when I've heard him say that many, many times, um, over and over again, I'm like, yes, like that resonates with me. That is so true because we can tend to get focused on, you know, our children having to be a certain way or acting a certain way, behaving a certain way, have certain characteristics, have certain skills that they know. Um, and children don't come out that way right? They like to surprise us. They come out in their own way, like even with birth and labor and having them, they do it in their own time. And, um, you know, we can't rush it. There's nothing we can do about it. We have to uh, wait it out, right? We have to wait out uh, labor and we have to, um, our kids, they're all different. So they all have their own way of doing things. And that starts in your womb. So I think that um, it's really important that we talk about, uh, you know, things that can really um, just set off our children and um, just, you know, like these rages that Jack goes through because sometimes in life, 
like I never imagined that this was going to be my child and honestly with my personality and just the things that I've experienced in life like having this child <laughs> um it's you know like it's hard to think that I would be able to handle it like looking back um and I haven't always handled it well right we we talk about that sometimes and I have to uh, take ownership for that, right? I can't, you know, I used to say to friends, like, oh my goodness, you just don't know how it is. And I yelled, like, and um, I mean, and they would sympathize with me because they knew what I was dealing with. And they're like, yes, no, I mean, these are seasoned moms. Their kids are almost grown, you know? They're like, yeah, like, that's a lot. I don't know how you deal with that, right? Um, and you're a great mom and they would just reassure me and they're just great friends, right? But it was so very difficult and it is very difficult. And I had to come to a point as a mom and especially because of what I'm doing in, you know, parent and family education, while I was going through those studies and, you know, working on not doing certain things that I used to do and growing myself, right? So I can be a better mom to my children and a better wife and a better uh, just person, right? A better servant for God here on earth while I'm here. Um, and it's important that, um, that we talk about, you know, what, what can happen, you know, when we plant these seeds, right? So I had to take ownership for that and I had to get to a place that, um, where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to live in those excuses of yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, that is true. And yes, we can sympathize with ourselves and with people, um, over that fact, but we can't allow that to be an excuse. And that's what I did for a long time. I allowed it to be an excuse on why I was, um, you know, succumbing to the sins that I was exposed to, the seeds that I was exposed to, and um, and then decided, that's a decision that I made, right? Decided to live that out in my own life, and we have to make those decisions and say, no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna bring these seeds into my home. I'm gonna bring in these this good fruit, right? Uh, we're always talking about that good fruit. Like, let's bring in this good fruit and leave these seeds behind. So. I really resonated with this quote from Dr. Ross Green, right? Because good parenting is being responsive to the hand that we have been dealt. And I just was like, yes, that's exactly true. It's our job to figure out why our kids are struggling. It is our job as parents to figure out why they are not meeting an expectation. And I can relate to that so much, again, because I have a child who has special needs and who rages really bad and it's really really scary so last night we um you know especially as a mom like it just I'm glad I have the education that I do and I'm glad that I study this stuff on a weekly basis like continuing because I would be beside myself and I really don't know that I would be able to handle what we go through. And I'm going to give you uh, just a little vision of that so that you can understand uh, that there are things that we can do instead, right? And that we need to make the choice. So 
like I said, obviously what Jack is going through and experiencing, that's not my fault. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, I made him this way. Well, genetically, yes. <laughs> um, and you know, you don't ever know what comes from like the other side. I can just say like from personal experience and I know that anger is a genetic uh, trait that can be passed down. Alcoholism is too. Uh, there's a few other ones. I don't remember them off the top of my head right now. Uh, but those are things that my family has struggled with. So they stood out to me, you know, in my studies and, and anger is a genetic thing, uh, trait that can be passed down. And, uh, we also, it depends on environment. And that's the thing with development. Why it fascinates me is it's just not one thing, right? It's not one thing over the other. There's room for, uh, for it all, you know, genetics and, uh, environment and, you know, social settings and, uh, just, uh, Brahmin Brenner, Brahmin Brenner, Rotham Brenner, I can never say that guy's name, but he is a developmentalist who makes like this big, it's almost like it reminds me of a globe of, um, like, uh, what are they called? like phases that a child's going to go through in, in their life, um, where like, this is the environment that's going to affect these things. And this is the environment that's going to affect the affect these things. And this is the environment that's going to affect these things. Um, so maybe not phases of life, but like just certain like stages of where, um, you know, the home environment is going to do this for your child. And, and these are how, you know, this environment affects a child as they're growing. Um, and, and they all play a part. And I really believe that. And with human development, I just believe that each thing has its part and environment is really, really big. Um, it's a really big part of that. It really is. So, um, you know, we have certain genetics for things that are, you know, passed down to our children, unfortunately. Um, and then we have um, sometimes exposed them to things and we have to uh, not live in those excuses. Like I was saying, we have to uh, own them. And then we have to uh, just say that like, no, this is not going to happen anymore. We're not going to continue to uh, your watering, you know, those seeds. If you continue with that, you're watering this, the seeds that have been planted that are bad. If you continue doing the things that you've always done or, or maybe have done sometimes out of like, like me and Chris, like we've done these things sometimes, you know, the way that we would, that we were raised, we were, we implement that into our home or, or, you know, we yell or something, you know, in a bad moment when we don't know what else to do because we have a very, very, very challenging child. And I don't think that people understand um, when I say that, and I, and I want to be respectful to my, to my family and to my child as much as I can, but I feel like I have to, like God, you know, like has given me this child and, and, and obviously like I have to create and learn boundaries with, you know, what I am going to speak about. And as you know, Jack gets older and stuff, uh, you know, continue to ask him if he minds that I, I talk about our relationship and him, um, you know, in my teachings, but we have, uh, we have really, really big rages. I don't even know what to call them. Okay. Um, they are just like, it gets scary. Like it's scary. And, um, last night I did not know, um, that 
his pajamas have to be on before a certain activity. <laughs> so, um, and this is just like this, one of these quirks, right? And I didn't know that because I work on Mountain Time from uh, 10 to 7 our time. So he's in his pajamas when I come upstairs usually. So I was putting it, I was going to put his pajamas on last night. He was running around naked and he just had this fit. And I've seen these before, but not to this extreme. Um, this, I mean, I've, I've dealt with them many, many times, um, but not to this extreme and he's getting older. So, uh, and stronger also, I like literally had to like on the ground, hold him, put my leg around him because he was very, very, very out of control. Um, and I hugged him and I kissed him while I was doing, you know, well, I was holding him, um, and, you know, told him that I loved him and he was like screaming where you couldn't even like hear his voice anymore. Like it was like just screaming and just really, really intense. And he was just crying and crying and crying. Um, and I did let him go and he went over and stood in the corner and then, I mean, this went on for at least a half an hour. Um, but I mean, he was trying to throw things. He was trying to hit me. Um, and he just goes to this place, right? And I'm like, and it's always at nighttime um, before bed. Like Jack has had this witching hour starts at like five o'clock and then it's until he goes to bed. We just call it a witching hour. But I mean, this is, has been his life since he was a baby. This is how it's been. So, um, and yeah, he used to have these same exact, obviously in a baby form, um, like rage fits as a baby. I'm not even kidding. I mean, you can ask anybody who was around then. I mean, he would just, uh, I don't want to call it like a rage fit in a baby, but he's struggling, right? So we can look at it a few different ways. We can say this child needs to be, uh, better disciplined, right? We can say he needs to be uh, either better disciplined, however you want to look at it, but we can look at it one way and say he needs to be spanked. He needs to know who's in charge, right? He needs to know that I'm not putting up with any crap, okay? That, like, I am just not the person to mess with, um, and I can't be that person. I'm working hard not to be that person. I'm not saying that I'm that way with my kids, but I've been a little rough around the edges, right, uh, my whole entire life, and I'm working on becoming more patient and gentle, and because uh, those things live in me too, they just haven't come out a lot uh, over the years because I've kind of had to, I felt like maybe I haven't had to, but I felt like, right, for a long time that, um, that's who I've had to be. And then you get used to it, right? It's what's comfortable. So we have to get out of our comfort zones to uh, do bigger and better things though. So um, we could really do things that are going to make it worse or not serving him um, or say things. I mean, there's a few times where I'm like, you know, this weekend I've had to raise my voice to to be heard over the noise. And I'm like, this needs to stop. This is how this starts, right? So this needs to stop. I need to figure out what I need to do for my child, right? 
and there's things that we do and things that we're working on and we're working on uh, getting him a behavioral specialist which is really difficult during this season of life with COVID and I've called four of them over the past month and none of them they're not even in the same area so this doesn't even make sense to me but none of them have even called me back at all so um that's just this weird coincidence um, but I'm gonna, you know, get some resources either from his teacher when I talk to her tonight, I have parent-teacher conference, or, um, you know, from the doctor. She goes to Grand Rapids, that's, I mean, we will bring him there, but that's far, so if there's something up here, um, or even, you know, a little north, we would prefer to bring him to those places. I'm just gonna check the timer. Um, so, we could do that, right? We could handle those rage fits um those you know really intense moments and I felt like I needed to tell you like what I'm dealing with and like where I've been with it um because there's been times especially as a new mom my hormones have been out of whack since my and it's gotten worse with both kids and I think that that's a Lyme thing because now I have like a virus that's come out every uh the past two years uh, in the winter and I believe that that's associated with Lyme because I had a lot of co-infections and viruses that go along with that and they don't go away they live in your body and they can be activated so I believe that that's I mean the same thing has happened to me two winters in a row now so I'm like okay like this winter it was less scary because I knew what to do and how to deal with it I didn't have to go get an epi shot <laughs> um, or go to the hospital this time. So uh, I managed it well and now we're coming out of it, I think. So that's good. Um, but like having to uh, just deal, you know, with these things as a parent and it's, and it's difficult, right? So like, it's very difficult to go through what we go through uh, with our child with special needs. And your child doesn't have, spe have to have special needs. I mean, children can act this way for other reasons. Um, exposure is one of them. That's not always the case. Uh, they could be really, really hurting about something inside. But one thing that I've learned over the past few weeks is that um, an angry person is a hurt person. And that I could really resonate with too, because I'm like, man, there, I've struggled with anger. Um, and I didn't know it for a really long time. As I asked God to uh, show me my heart, I, I, that's what was coming out. Like all of a sudden this stuff was coming out and I was like, what's happening right now? Like, I don't even know what's happening, but I suppressed so much hurt for so long and it grew these bitter roots. Right. And now I'm in the process of tearing them up those seeds you know and why we have to be intentional to do what's best for our kids and I'm not saying again that my parents were amazing they did the best that they could with us there's information that we have uh, now and how you know we really need to work on getting to our child's hearts and um, we need to uh, work on figuring it out what is happening you know I need to figure out what is happening with Jack what's happening there and how can I help him and do everything that I can to help him because that's my job as his mom. We have to, uh, you know, be responsive to the hand that we have been dealt, right? So 
what can we do instead? I rambled a little bit, guys, sorry. Um, what can we do instead? All right, so I have some things here over lots of books and stuff that I have been uh, researching over uh, the past few weeks here and listening to online or on uh, Audible. Some of them I've listened to two or three times because they're so good and I'm like, man, my brain just needs to absorb all this good stuff. So we really need to create a loving and trusting bond with our children, number one, okay? That makes them want to follow our family value system, right? And, co and our codes of behavior. So you can create a love and a trusting bond, but maybe the behavior in your home that you're displaying is not optimal to teach your children and still you've had this uh you have this trusting bond so they're gonna follow what you do right they're going to want to be like you so good or bad like you're gonna they're gonna follow the good stuff and they're gonna follow the bad stuff too they're not just gonna say oh this is the good stuff they're gonna try out these things as well well if mom's doing it or if dad's doing it then it's okay for me to behave this way too and that's how their minds work right so Kids really need to be able to express their emotions, and this is foreign to, uh, I know, really my generation and the generations before that, uh, like the generation that my nephew is in, which is the last one after me, what is that, G? Generation G, Generation X, I don't know. Um, I Funny, I had to go to a whole conference on generations, um, and it was amazing, but that was like five four years ago, so over four years ago. Kelly, were you at that, at Adventure? I thought it was such a good conference. <laughs> uh, like the all-day thing that we had to go to. I was pregnant with Jeff. But I don't remember what they are now. But the generation after me, they might be uh, different to, doesn't have a behavioral specialist. He, uh, no, they don't because we are, uh, he goes to private school, so, I don't know. I she would have told me if um, if they did, but no, they don't. Uh, so we have to. Uh, so that generation, sorry, Tyler, my nephew's generation. It might just be um, that they're they're used to something different, right? They're not used to. They're used to maybe getting around, like their parents are like, okay, let me listen to my kids a little more. They're getting. A little more comfortable with this, this idea right so um, kids need to be able to express their emotions they need to know trust and believe um, that it's okay to do so uh, and they should be encouraged to do so uh, by us right and they need a safe place to do this and there's ways that you can create this in your home where you're not just like listening to somebody like have a meltdown for an hour um, you can create like a space with them that's called a calm down space and that's just something that you can do where they can go and they get to create it so that's their safe place they get to create their own safe place um, and a lot of times it's in their rooms right that's what they decide to do so when it's fun and you get to create something together and be like okay this is your place that you get to go and then you get to encourage them to go there when they're having these uh these these moments so that it's not affecting every single person in the family but we also need to stay close by and then it doesn't need to end there we need to then go talk to our children about what happened and see if we can get to the heart of the issue and really uh, check the condition of our child's heart I got that from Andy Stanley I've listened to his book enemies of the heart twice this past like two weeks because it's so good um, 
and we really need to change the atmosphere of our homes. We have to make a grace space. That's also a term that I've heard uh, in my Bible study over the past few weeks. The same exact day I heard it in Priscilla Shire's The Resolution for Women book. I heard it in Bible study later on that night. I was like, yes, there is something to this grace space, right? We have to create grace space in our homes. Okay, so we need to allow peace to conquer, right? We have to make that decision. And especially as moms, we have to allow peace to conquer in our homes. And and we have to allow grace to direct and to guide us, right? And we need to be compassionate to our family members. Uh, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, especially when we are not always the easiest people to be around or to live with. We each have our moments every single person in the family where we're just like mm, stay away from them today or for uh, the next few hours or whatever because uh, they are not happy right so we want to remain calm uh, that's really hard to do in parenting uh, sometimes uh, and I can tell you from personal experience that that's where I have a hard time right uh, is remaining calm I have uh, an ADHD brain too and I don't want to live behind that I'm just saying like I need to learn how to have this and overcome the challenges that I have so I can show up for my kids right uh, because I get very overstimulated and when there's chaos and like my head inside I would love to know what it looks like my brain's probably like all lit up in all certain areas like just going crazy um, <laughs> when there's chaos going on around me and I have a special needs kid and I have got two boys there's always chaos going on around me so the level there's a level of chaos that I'm just like man I haven't gotten there yet I don't know how to conquer this yet but I'm there like I'm I'm doing really good with it lately so um, we need to desire restoration in our homes right and our expectations they really need to match our reality and let me tell you what I mean by that is you know I have told you time and time again what I deal with in my home so do you think that like me disciplining Jack is going to be the same way that I discipline Oliver we have certain values and morals and rules and and, uh, and boundaries that are this is our home uh, this is what needs to happen in our home this is what we believe and this is what we agree to and this is obviously the blueprint of how we will raise our children but Jack's brain in two areas of his brain um, is literally behind by three years so we have to get to this perfect sweet spot of discipline with him and we have not gotten there 100% yet where like it's learning his quirks you know what I mean and and these things where like what's going to set him off we want to stop those rage whatever that scariness like that needs to stop so we need to do everything we can to prevent it from happening in the first place and we can't let him let the dogs out get him dressed before this uh you know this event happens that you know like this just this way that he needs to do things a lot of us sometimes want to control these things with our kids and why we're creating a struggle a power struggle um and I don't want to see that continue to come out in my kid and that's not giving into them that's meeting him where he's at okay um it is it's meeting him where he's at okay 
we shouldn't F4 be having like these extreme tantrums and meltdowns. But again, he has special needs and I have to meet him where he's at. I have to deal with the hand that I've been dealt in parenthood. This is my reality. I have to make the best of it and do what's best for my child, right? So um, we need to purposefully choose our battles okay so we need to say things that we uh that we that we mean also and um we need to nurture the needs of our loved ones and priscilla shire says that we need to create sabbath spaces uh for 14 minutes a day where your family's just like you're in this sabbath space and you're just chilling nothing needs to be done everybody's just chilling and she says for at least 14 minutes a day so um she also says that i'm just going to check the time again i don't have my watch is dead guys so sorry and that did not help me oh my goodness why is it not showing me the time somebody tell me what time it is i started late today and this is going okay so i just wanted to check the time because i have to work so um there are three things that Priscilla Shire says that we need to do, um, and this is from the Res, uh, Resolution for Women, amazing book, okay? Um, we need to take charge in three roles in our children's lives, she says. And she says that we need to be their soul shapers, uh, that we need to make sure that they are around godly influences, right? Our children are lost and sinful by nature, just like us. Uh, and we are responsible, we as the responsible adults, uh, we are the responsible adults, excuse me, that have been put in charge of them. So we need to read the Bible with them uh, and in front of them. They need to see us doing this so they can model this behavior, right? And we need to be their models. We need to model the behavior that we wish to see in our children. Um, and these are things that you hear me say too, like being the model a lot, right? So and we need to intentionally encourage our children. She says that we need to be the intentional encouragers. So we need to believe in them. We need to be real and honest with them. Okay. Authentic. A lot of parents are not authentic in their relationship with their children because they don't think that that's appropriate or because they, that's weird to them. That's not, their parents weren't authentic with them and they hide things from them. And, and I don't believe that that's like the best thing for our kids. We need to be authentic. We need to be real. That teaches them to be that way. We don't want to suppress things. Obviously, there's things that we need to hold private to our kids, but it shouldn't be our whole lives, right? Like we need to be real and uh, honest with them. We need to uh, have a relationship of approval with them, okay? That's really important where they are saying, you're like, yes, I want to follow these because I want to, um, I want to follow my parents because they're good because they have good values, they have good morals, because sometimes when kids have, you know, not so great relationships with their parents, and it could be like from the smallest extreme to the greatest, uh, they say, I'm not going to be by them, or I'm not going to uh, visit them much, or, you know, and, and these strains are caused in our relationships with our families, and that's just sad, right? And, uh, and we don't want to create those things. Nobody wants to create uh, those struggles that they have with their kids, especially we want our kids to keep uh, coming back and visiting us when we're older. And uh, even if we live far away, right, we want to, 
them to value their relationships with us and, and their other family members and with people, right? So uh, we don't want to compare our children to others. We want to treat them and teach them their identity in Christ and then treat them as if that's who they are, right? So that's really important too if you're a Christian um, because identity can get very misconstrued very quickly, okay? And then the older you are, it's very hard to get that back. Let me just tell you, I've been working on that for years, um, the past few years, really trying to learn who I am in Christ. And I do know that (laughs) and I believe it now. Um, and some days I struggle with that and I have to say, no, I'm not going to pick that back up. This is who I am. This is who God says I am. This is what he's equipping me and giving me strength to do. And this is where I need to show up. And this is what I need to believe, right? And we want to teach our children that too. And we want to, again, always encourage them and be encouraging. We want to focus on their gifts and their strengths and less on the things that they are doing that drive us crazy. Because when we're focusing on those things that are driving us crazy, they're more apt to focus on doing them okay so we want to celebrate their unique their uniqueness and the last thing that priscilla says uh that we want to be discipline dealers to our children we want to train them while they are young that's very important right um, we want to set goals of what kind of adults do you want to raise and i'm going to be talking about that last week or last week now, uh, next week, we are going to be talking about life skills and characteristics. Uh, what kinds of life skills and characteristics do you want to develop in your kids, right? Um, and I'm going to give you a tool that I developed that you can use to write these things down uh, and then put them somewhere where you can say, is this behavior that I'm doing developing this life skill and characteristic in my child? And again, we're going to talk about that more next week. Uh, But we want to make sure that we're being consistent with our kids, that they know that this is what's going to happen when this happens. Or are they like, hmm, well, let me see. It's different every single time. So then they're going to test in that because they crave boundaries. That's how we are designed as humans. They crave boundaries. They crave rules. They crave structure. And we have to learn how to deliver it appropriately. That's the key parenthood right they really do create these things but if we're not consistent with them they will push back and they'll keep pushing back so we want to take time for training we've been talking about that that's really something that we have to do instead and I just want to say right now that we can do the easy thing because the easy thing is to yell the easy thing is to spank the easy thing is to create fear in our child the easy Things in life are not the things that are fruitful, though. They're not. It's not what develops fruit. We have to take time for training. We have to man up and say, these are the areas of my parenthood where I have, it is so hard, Kelly. That's so true. Um, And we have to take these, um, these, you know, areas and say, this is where I'm not showing up, right? This is where I'm not showing up consistently, and this is what I'm going to work on. And we work on one of those things, one of those things at a time. You can't do everything at one time. It's a growth, like growth, it's a refining process. We have to allow God to be refined, uh, refine us. And if we step out and we want to do these things and we want to say, this is, I want to do this. I want to create this environment in my home. And you're a Christian and you say, God is going to, God, 
this is what I want, help me. He's going to meet you where you're at and then he's going to refine you. And I think that again, we have to get away from this idea where that's a quick process, that it's just going to happen, that these things are just going to happen. Consistency is hard and it's going to take time, right? So um, we have to just say that we're going to do it. We have to humble ourselves and ask God for help. You know, repent and apologize uh, where we need to and say, I'm going to work on this. And we do one thing at a time. We can't do everything at a time. We have to start working on this and then slowly start implementing things into uh, into uh, new into our environments, whatever that is, you know, as we're seeking growth. It's a slow process, and I just want you to remember that, you know, as you uh, make these goals to go through that process because it is slow and we can't rush it because if you rush it, then it gets ruined, right? We have to allow that refining excuse me, process to take place inside of us. So we have to allow natural consequences. If your kid forgets their lunch, don't bring it to them to school, okay? If your child doesn't want to wear a coat outside and it's winter, they're not going to die. I mean, obviously, if you're going to, like, go hiking and they don't have a coat um, and it's, like, 10 degrees out, I mean, that's a problem. You know, we have to make sure that we're being logical ourselves, um, <laughs> you know, like, making sure that, like, okay, like maybe doesn't want to wear a coat to the car. Let's not fight about that. Whatever. Don't wear a coat to the car. Bring the coat with you. Um, but if they go outside and they don't have the coat on, sorry guys, I have to keep checking the time. Um, they don't have a coat on, then, you know, they're going to come back in and get it when they're cold. So I promise you, I do this with my kids and, and Jack, you know, with Jack, because he is like, I'm not cold, but, uh, so, but he always comes back in and gets what he, I think I need a hat now. I think I need gloves. Yeah. Okay. And I don't fight with them and argue with them about it. The firm, like, whatever, you know, I draw the line at Crocs in the winter. He wants to wear Crocs outside. I'm like, no, it is like five below and it is snowing. Like, it's like two feet of snow outside, dude. No, that's not happening. So we have to be smart and make sure that we're, you know, cross, there's boundaries, right? Like that's a boundary. You're not wearing Crocs outside right now that we would end up in the hospital because you'd have frostbite. So, no, um, you know, don't take them, don't help them with their homework assignment last minute when they haven't told you about it, you know, or bring these things to school or fix broken things. Uh, that get broken out of anger or for sport because that happens in my home. Sometimes Jack breaks things out of anger. Sometimes he breaks them for sport. And Chris is sometimes is like, oh, I can just fix it for him. And I'm like, no, you're not. Do not fix that for him. We will be fighting <laughs> because I don't want him to fix it. He needs to learn what happens and he needs to value the thing. Like, I, I don't want him to like idle his things or anything, but like value that like this costs money. And um, this was a gift for you. And, well, when we break things and we're rough with our things, this is what happens. And, no, we don't fix them. No, they go in the garbage. And then Jack goes and he throws those things that he breaks in the garbage himself because that is his responsibility. You broke it, right? You, uh, this is your toy. This is your responsibility. You broke it. You need to go throw it away when we don't fix it. Um, if it gets broken by accident, we do fix things. Um, and that's... You know, I believe teaching him that he needs to be more gentle and value his things more um, and put a value on them because he has no value on them at all. Uh, he's just like, whatever. 
you can just buy a new one. I'm like, no, certainly not. You're not buying a new one and I'm not fixing it. So, <laughs> and that's where I'm a little rough around the edges, but um, I'm, I could say that sternly or rough around the edges, right? So, um, you know, we want our children to be responsible, kind, and respectful. Uh, and that's really important in my house. Uh, and we want to monitor their hearts first. And I got that idea from uh, Andy Stanley is that he talks about um, monitoring the condition of your child's heart. And that's all what my ministry is about is like really making sure that like we're not just um, we're not just, you know, saying like do this or that or this or that and getting into uh, just this um, routine of parenthood where we're not making sure that our children are doing okay uh, inside and emotionally if they're hurting or um, or talking you know we're, we're talking about these things and, and we're trying to uh, get to the bottom of these things to help them through these areas of lives life that they're struggling in because that is our job that is our job we are in charge of them we are placed in authority over them and we're 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 here to, uh, as mothers, especially to nurture and to comfort, to guide their hearts. We have to be the hearts of our homes as mothers, right? Somebody told me that a few years ago, uh, over and over and over again. And I really honestly did not even understand what that meant at the time. And now I have this vision of what that really, really means. And it has to do with those loved air books that really helped teach me what that means. Um, really what it is to be the hearts of our homes so um you know we need to uh, intentionally prepare our child's hearts for life you know and and rather than teach them experience that's more important it's not that we don't teach them any experience it's but that we focus on their hearts first right so um and the condition of their hearts and the condition of our own hearts because it's important that we know the condition of our own heart before we can help our children with theirs. And I believe that's why I've been on this journey of breaking chains for three years. You hear me say that all the time, right? Because that process is slow, guys. The refining process is slow and it's not in our time. And we have to let go of certain areas that God's asking us to let go of. So what can we do instead? All right, so I have to get going here in a few minutes, but what can we do instead, okay? Um, other than the things, these are quick things, right, that we can do instead. So ask them questions, okay? Remember collaborative problem solving. Uh, problem solve with your kids. It seems foreign to like ask them questions instead of like go off the handle on certain topics, but asking them questions, they'll talk to you. They'll talk to you, learn how to ask them questions and, and then problem solve with them. Um, and they figure it out themselves. We have to give our kids more credit than what you know we really give them credit for. Um, again, celebrating their successes, big or small, and that could be like super duper tiny. Celebrate it. Make it like it's the best thing in the world because you do that, they're gonna wanna do it again and again and again and again and again. And then those other behaviors are gonna start to fall off, right? Those seeds are going to start to be uh, ripped up and, and it's a combination of things, connecting with them and, and celebrating them, encouraging them, right? Uh, pray with them and for them. That's important if you're a Christian. That's something we have to do for our children. We are literally in war against the enemy. Uh, just think back to 
um, Genesis when Eve, uh, you know, took that fruit and, and what, I wish I knew that verse off the top of my hand, head right now because I tell you to go read it. Um, but I'm sure you can find it. Everybody knows. Um, and just read what God had said to her and the serpent after, you know, he uh, curses them. Um, and I, I don't want to miss, uh, I don't want to misspeak about it. So I want you to read it yourself. Uh, cause I, and I didn't prepare for it. I just thought about it randomly in my head right now. Uh, but just think about like they're against it war against each other. Um, and I heard that in a sermon this week and I was like, man, like, yes, uh, from this church that we're starting to attend here. So, um, that they're at war against each other, uh, the serpent and, and woman and her children, right? So we have to pray for our children. That is a serious thing. Um, we need to model good habits, uh, be kind and gracious to ourselves. Please, moms, be kind and gracious to yourselves. You cannot be hard on, our, on yourselves. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect, and we don't want you to be. What fun would that be, right? Um, and we want to create a new way of being, okay? I've heard that so many times. It started at my church in New York uh, where they started really talking about a way of being, and it comes up all the time now. My coaches talk about it. Um, we have to create a way of being for ourselves, and I encourage you to do that yourself. That's something small you can do, and then you you put it somewhere, and every day you say, this is who I'm going to show up and be, and are you going to do that every day, especially at first? No, it's going to be a little rocky, but eventually, you're going to be so focused on being that person that you're going to be like, yes, that is who I am, and claiming it, and, and the reason why we, we focus and, and look at that is because we're able to say, um, I'm going to work towards this. It's a mindset thing, guys, is that like, we're going to work towards this. We're going to look at it and we're going to see it and we're going to claim it. And that's going to be who we want to work towards being in our lives. And once that switches in our mind, once we can get that to switch in our mind, our actions start to follow, right? So we want to uh, really focus on family values, uh, what you want them to be, like, what are they? Have you written them down? Do you have a family mission statement? These are some things that I would have you go through in coaching uh, with me uh, if we were really working on strengthening your family, right? Um, and we want to uh, we want to be confident in our parenting. You know, we we may not be experts, uh, but you are an expert on your child. Okay, you are, and uh, you can use that to your advantage. You can. So we want to set limits and boundaries. Uh, we want to reevaluate uh, areas uh, that need to grow, these boundaries and limits. Sometimes boundaries and limits are set. These are like not changing, okay? But then there's ones that need to grow with our children. They need to expand, not necessarily change, but expand because they're getting older. Now They uh, we need to let go and we need to... Uh, we need to open the boundaries for them as they grow, right? Um, and we need to only say what we mean. This is very hard as parents because when we are mad, we need to, we say dumb things sometimes. Everybody does it. Kids, moms, dads, parents, people, whoever. Everybody does it, but we really need to work on that. And I think a way that we can do that is saying, I want to be respectful. I am mad. I'm upset. Like, look at me. You see these crazy eyes? I got crazy eyes, okay? I'm a rough around the edges sometimes. Like, I want to be respectful to you. You 
need to go do this and I'm walking away and walk away and take five and come back when you're calm uh, and that way you um, are not saying things in moments you know that you are going to regret later and then have to apologize for and repent for and, and do all of these things um, you're just take that first action and walk away first so I have to go to work I will actually create a list of these because there's a lot of them and they're good um, and I want to be able to provide you with a resource so I will give you this list as a tool for Wednesday okay and um, and, and and have a challenge for you too so I hope that you guys have a wonderful wonderful Monday this was way long I'm so sorry um, but I uh, just encourage you to uh, just think about these things that I said um, and just, you know, think about how you want to parent your kids and what life skills and characteristics that you want to uh, develop in them um, as uh, they grow and, you know, the ways that we need to uh, just show up for them. So think about this over the next few days and I will uh, give you a tool on Wednesday to help you uh, in this area and to uh, to help you grow and, and challenge you to do so. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.